Back here on The Word with G on ESPN 105.1 The Zone. 26 past the hour of 12 o'clock. Greg Larner here, you there. It's a Mox Monday, and the UTC softball team went one and one this weekend. They split a pair against Western Carolina after they weren't able to get any games in on Saturday. Had to play two on Sunday instead. Couldn't get again because of all the rain came coming on Saturday. Weren't able to get any of the games in. They were going to try to at least squeeze one in, but that didn't happen, unfortunately. And so they just played two on Sunday, and they split a pair. They won the first game 8-0 and lost the second game 2-0. Joining us now to talk all about the softball program and the weekend that was is head coach, Frank Reed. Coach, what's going on? Welcome in. Hey, uh, good to talk to you guys today. All right, Coach. So you guys started off the conference play one and one, as I just alluded to, with Western Carolina at home. The the, the uh, doubleheader on Sunday. Before we talk about those games, are you guys planning to make up that one game at some other point, or is it just that game's just canceled? Uh, normally, in conference play like that, it, it, the game's canceled. So uh, the bad thing about it is, you know, uh, not getting in a game in because it's figuring on winning percentage at the mm-hmm. uh, end of the year. So. Not getting that game opportunity to to get a win there, you know, could come back and bite you. I've had that happen over the years, where it comes back and gets you at the end. If you know you're winning game down uh, from from you know opportunity to to register a win, so you know it happens. We we knew that. I mean, uh, we're just glad that you know it's not a COVID issue, so uh, we're getting those in. But uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if you're not seeing uh, some other additional things happen with teams as we you know get to try to get through the season with either a weather issue or a COVID issue, whether you don't have enough people to play or whatever. So uh, I'm just excited that it's not COVID and, you know, our kids are fairly healthy and, uh, you know, we're trying to move, move on. Yeah, healthy and uh, able to play. And, yeah, it does stink that you guys lose a home game, another home game as well there on Saturday. But on Sunday, game one was a nice one for you. You got a shutout win, 8 to nothing. The offense came around. The pitching was great. Everything was was rocking and rolling, and um, I, forgive me if I mispronounce her name. I'm sure you can correct me. Liz Roadball had a huge game in Game One. Talk to me a little bit about what went so right for your team there in Game One on Sunday. Well, you know, we start out in the circle. That's where it all starts. Johanna did a great job there. You know, she pitched a two-hit shutout and uh, got a, got a record. I think five or six strikeouts. So, uh, uh, you know, we're excited to get that uh, performance from her and. Uh, you know, we put some runs, you know, on the board early, and uh, I think the, the the exciting thing for me was, you know, we were up seven zero, and you know, we had a plan. We needed somebody to get on base, and we did that with four shots. You got a base hit. We pinch run. Uh, Sydney Swanick, uh, you know, in that case, and then the, you know, had Liz coming up. She'd already hit a uh, Liz Rodeball. She already hit a uh, uh, you know a three run home run early in the game, and you know, we needed her to push that run across to, so we could keep it in five innings and. She uh, not only did that, she hit a triple. Hmm. So uh, that scored that run, and uh, uh, you know she had a she had a nice weekend for us too. But you know it's a complete thing. You know we got the two hits shut out. Uh, you know we had no errors, and you know we had uh, I think seven or eight hits. You know, and uh, we put it all together, and it's, everything feeds off the circle, and and that they did that good a good job that day, or you know first game, and uh, you know it equated to a win. So. Uh, we were definitely excited to get that, but that's typical of what's going to happen through the conference. Uh, you know, everybody in the conference uh, got a win, and everybody in the conference got a loss. So uh, uh, I think uh, the players got a little bit of uh, uh, of what it's going to be like to play conference play, some of the younger players especially, because, 
it's always a new day, and you can't guarantee that you know just because you get that uh, that big win first game, you know, get that big win, and everybody's excited uh, that you continue to have to play. You know, either you know if it's not a Sunday series, you're continuing to have to play another game, and you know we needed to do a better job in in, in game two. Uh, I can, uh, we can talk about it. Go ahead and talk about that if you want to. Yeah, we we will. I'll get there in a minute. I want to spend some more time talking uh, about the goodness of game number one against uh, again Frank Reed again, our guest here on on the word with G. Let's talk a little bit more about Hannah Wood and and how dominant she was in this game. And it it really helps when your defense again early on making errors that makes it a little bit more difficult for the pitchers and they have to work a little extra hard. But no errors this entire weekend over those two games on Sunday. What was different about Hannah Wood? And I know she had, she pitched well so far this season, probably the best pitcher for you guys and the most consistent one for you guys. But what did you like about the way that she competed and she went out there and, and, and pitched really well on on Sunday? Well, you know, one of the things that we that I know is as Coach Springo called her pitches, uh, you know, she was hit, able to hit those spots. Uh, you know, it's very important that uh, you don't leave something out over the plate. You know, if you're calling for a a uh, drop ball inside on a player, and you know you need it. You need it to be inside. You don't need to hang it out over the over the middle of the plate, and uh, you know because they can bank it there. And uh, she did a good job hitting her spots and uh, kept them off balance with her drop ball. She has a really nice drop ball, so she kept them off balance with that. We mixed that in with a rise every now and then, and then some screws and curves. And so she uh, she did a really good job of that. And you know it just it works. Uh, you know the system works if you if you're able to execute it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she was able to do that, that, you know, that day. And, uh, you know, we need her to continue to be able to step up and, uh, and, and lead from the circle like that. Uh, that's, uh, one of the things that we've worked very hard on to trying to get our pitcher, pitching staff up to, up to be able to do that. So it, it, it reflected into, into the, into the game. And, you know, we got some hits and everybody was excited about the opportunity to, to run roll and it got close and we could sort of smell it. You know, everybody mm-hmm. was, but you don't want to talk about it because mm-hmm. you know you don't want to jinx yourself. So, uh, but we were able to do that, and then Liz responded um, in her role, and uh, we had the right people in the right right spots. I think. Yeah, and and you know it wasn't just just Liz who had a, a great game. The two two for three, a run scored four RBIs. But you know I went back and looked at the box score, and and guys, your top four hitters went four for eight combined, three runs, two RBIs, and that is got to be extremely encouraging thing for you as a head coach to see your top four hitters getting on base and being productive. And if you want to be a successful program this year, especially offensively, you're going to need more of that or more consistently throughout the, the rest of this, this uh, conference season. Right. And, you know, and it, 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 you're right. And each game's different. You know, that's one of the things that we've been trying to impress with them, you know, and, and as you get further along, you know, conferences are not changing. Our conference teams are not exchanging scouting reports, but uh, I'm sure they got scouting reports on us from other players, other teams that we played. And so, you know, at this point in time, everybody pretty much knows you, and they know know what you, how you're going to try to attack, or they at least think they do. And so, uh, you know, well, one of the big things for us is we've got to we've got to be able to to offset that with making adjustments. And I think that's something that we needed to, that we needed to do better in the second game. Frank Reed, our guest here on the Word with GR. Let's talk a little bit more about that second game. And you guys lost two nothing, but. You know, what's got to be encouraging about this game is that Brooke Parrott came out and she fired six innings, two runs, three hits, five strikeouts in this one, and she probably looked, if I had to guess, probably as good as she's looked all season. Yeah, and we needed that from her as well, uh, give her a little bit more confidence because she's definitely an experienced pitcher, just got a, a little bit down, you know, from uh, from the past weeks, but she's been continuing to work hard and 
and uh, you know, doing extra stuff to get where she needs to be. And we probably could have left her in the we probably could have left her in the seventh. Uh, she was uh, well on target to do that, but we thought you know we wanted to make sure we held the two and tried to see if we couldn't score that. To, uh, couldn't score two in the seventh. He's at least tied up, you know, and going to extra innings. But uh, uh, Hannah come in and got three outs. I think with just a few pitches. And so, uh, uh, you know, but one thing that we didn't do is uh, we talk about adjustments. We talk about adjustments from any one. Uh, we have charts and graphs and everything that shows us what that pitcher is going to try to do to us. And we knew what that, we knew that she was a rise ball pitcher and she was going to bring that as one of her one of her you know things to attack us with. Uh, and we have a system or something in place to where we adapt to that and we, we try to lay off that pitch. Uh, I didn't think that we did a really good enough job. Uh, we, we started to adapt in uh, sixth and seventh, uh, but, uh, you know, we need to adapt after one time through the lineup. So one time through the lineup is either, you know, sometime somewhere in the second or third, probably the third inning, so that we know we've got several innings in front of us to plate somebody and uh, – you know, get the thing rolling. And a lot of times it's just getting that first run across the plate. And do also remember that, uh, you know, uh, learning experience in conferences that uh, it's conference. <laughs> it really is. And it doesn't matter who you're playing uh, on that weekend. And it doesn't matter if you get beat or if, it doesn't matter if you win. If you win, you can't take those things for granted because normally you've got uh, two other, two other, you know, teams to, uh, two other games to play. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you didn't see any sweeps this weekend. Uh, everybody lost and everybody won. So, uh, you know, the conference the series is going to go pretty fast. And I think, uh, you know, you'll probably see six losses be a champion. So, uh, you know, that, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of losses over the course of the conference. But uh, I've seen that happen many times, six or seven, win it. Mm-hmm. So uh, this shows you the competition and everybody getting up to play everybody. No particular days. Yeah, you can't just sit there and look at the overall record, you know, because you know whether it's you guys who are, you know, only have the the five wins or or whatever it may be. Everybody is good in this conference, and like you said, there's going to be a lot of parity throughout this league this season. So you got to come ready to bring it every single time. Now, you mentioned the the lack of adjustment offensively and didn't really adjust until maybe later in the game, but only the two hits, and then you you guys did get four runners on via walks and a hit by pitch. Was it just simply that, one, you couldn't make the adjustments like you said, and two, just couldn't kind of come through with that that one big hit, like you said, to score that first run to kind of break the ice? It just couldn't grab that that one big hit you needed with a runner on or two uh, in that game. Yeah, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. We're, we're trying to make those adjustments. Oh, of course. But, uh, but uh, you know, sometimes we're just slow about doing that. It's much so, easier uh, said than done. Trust me. I, playing baseball, it's it's hard to go up there and make it in-game adjustments, but it's super important to be able to have success in a game where somebody's doing something to you, an opposing pitcher, and you have to be able to make those little adjustments to to combat what they're doing, or else they're going to shut you down. Exactly. You know, and and you can sort of see it starting to develop. You know, we're putting the ball in play, but we're you know we're on a rise ball. You're going to see a lot of pop ups. You know, a lot of just lazy fly balls, that type of thing. Um, happening and so you got to make sure that you know you see the top of the ball you let that thing come down we look we focus on seeing the ball you know waist down uh and that's the thing that you know we've got to do uh moving forward and and, and try to get better at that it's and like I said, try to do that in the third inning fourth inning instead of you know in the fifth or sixth frank reed again our guest hanging with us here on the word with g talking mocks softball and you guys have a ut uh etsu coming up this weekend and so what are you guys working on 
from based on what you saw this weekend, is there anything specifically that you're going to be working on this week in practice and leading up into those those games and taking that trip to ETSU? Uh, well, we're off today, so you know, coaches are just looking at uh, scouting reports and plans and trying to develop something. We'll have staff meetings in the morning, and uh, uh, you know, after after we've uh, had a chance to to look over all the things, and we'll all come together and have a plan for what we're going to do. Uh, we uh, we have the all the the charts and things that we get from. Uh, you know, we actually have a we call it a six four two chart that uh, we pay for that's sent to us each week that tells us all the things about the other team we'll take those charts and together with some uh information that we have and we'll form we'll form a scouting report something that we'll take to the you know take with us at the, the game so we're still looking at those things and trying to to see how we're going to you know be able to attack there you know obviously they're going to play at home uh and so you know got a little bit of advantage there but uh, we are moving those game times up a little bit uh we're starting i think at uh two and uh four on on, on friday and then, you know, because of the weekend, uh, not playing until late because we're anticipating some cooler weather. And then uh, I think we're moving the game up on Saturday till noon. So, Love that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely a good thing. Now, what what do you know about ETSU and their team this year? They're 13-8, and 1-2 and two in the conference. And again, I know you guys, it's early in the week. It's hard to really, really say. But just from years past, what kind of team are they generally? And what do you guys have to do this weekend to be successful and come away with a, uh, with a series win on the road? Uh, you know, Coach Irwin always has uh, those teams that you know scrap. You know, they'll they'll continue to play hard. Uh, you know, I've been in situations with them where you know you think you've got to win, and they'll you know, they'll battle back to the end, and you know, and you have to really push to to make it happen. Uh, you know, I know that they've uh, they've been getting pretty consistent. You know, up and down with their uh, their hitting and their pitching. So uh, I think that you know you're going to see a, just a solid softball team that's going to come out and. And uh, you know, try to attack you with the uh, with everything that they've got as far as from the pitching to the hitting. Uh, you know, they they're pretty fundamental. Uh, you know, Coach Irvin coached with me uh, for several years before he went up there, and uh, I don't know if he picked it up from me or what. But you know, I'm sort of like that myself. We're a real fundamental team. We like to do the things when we need to do it. You know, we're moving around our cross, uh, stealing at the right time. Those all those things that uh, you know try to translate into a win, push runs across. But uh, you know, pretty solid team. They they, they uh, had uh, two losses against uh, UNCG, which probably maybe right now is maybe one of the better teams in the conference. Uh, and had the had the one win, so it shows you they can they can win. At, uh, you know the uh, you know in the conference, and and they're going to be able to they're going to be successful to have losses. And I think those games, I'm pretty sure those games were if, maybe they're away. I wouldn't. I can't. I can't say for sure. I bet uh, we followed those, but. Uh, yeah, they're going to be a, just a solid softball team that you can't come out there and just not uh, and you can't anticipate that they're just going to roll over, especially at home. You know, this this weekend, big weekend for them. Yeah, no doubt about that. And I'm just trying to look here and see if I can get where they were this weekend. They were. They were probably UNCG. They tried not to have weekends on the road. Yes, they were yeah. at UNGC. They were in Greensboro this weekend in North Carolina. Now. One thing that I wanted to to mention here before we wrap up the uh, the, the segment here for a Monday is that uh, you guys, I, I saw that you're going to be releasing ticket info potentially soon and uh, for the remaining home games. And, you know, what can fans be on the lookout for soon for in terms of getting back into uh, 
into Frost Stadium and, you know, obviously got some big matchups with some big-time teams coming up and obviously all the conference games and whatnot as well. Just wanted to give you an opportunity to talk to the fans a little bit about that. Okay, yeah, we're excited about that. Uh, we knew this day would hopefully come. Uh, I think they'll, you know, they should be looking out for that, those ticket info uh, pretty quickly. Uh, I think it's a few, maybe we're, it's a few days before we get back to home, but, uh, uh, you know, they'll, they will, um, want to, you know, maybe jump on that because I know there's going to be limited numbers. I think we're going to be limited to, I don't hold me to this, like 25%, you know, mm-hmm. of total occupancy to get people. That still gives us, you know, you know, 300, 400, 500 people in there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, they can, uh, you know, obviously get those tickets, you know, through our ticket office. And then, of course, there's going to be some premium games that we're going to offer uh, with the Auburn game and uh, uh, the Oklahoma series, which is a three-game series. But And I would suggest that if they're planning on coming to those games, uh, they should do that fairly quickly because, uh, you know, with the limited occupancy, they, they'll, the tickets that are going to be available will go pretty quickly. Hey, no doubt about it. Beautiful Frost Stadium. Looking forward to getting fans back in the stands and enjoying some UTC softball this season. Coach, I always appreciate it. Before I let you go, it is Easter this weekend, and I want to ask you a a little off-the-cuff question. What is your favorite Easter candy? I'm I mean, a candy person, so oh, perfect. <laughs> I probably like the I probably like the uh, the chocolate uh, peanut butter uh, uh, chocolate uh, eggs. Oh, uh, can't know, go wrong. Like the buttercup things. Yes, yeah. I was actually since you brought that up, I was actually sneaking some of the ground screw had a big bag of those yesterday in their office, and so I snuck a couple of those out. <laughs> I was thinking maybe that might have been a good luck for the first game. I should have probably eaten three. That would have given me another more luck for the second game. But uh, that's probably my favorite. There you go. So, so basically, the plan for this weekend to ensure some wins is you're going to bring some of those with you on uh, on the trip this weekend. <laughs> you know that's the truth. I, I'm going out to probably this afternoon to find me some of those. <laughs> <laughs> hey, coach, I appreciate the time. Enjoy those peanut butter eggs because those things are incredible. I'm probably going to go pick some up myself. If you want to drop some off at the station, you're, that would you know obviously be very be, be very welcomed if you uh, so choose to do that. But if not, I, I completely understand. But I always appreciate your time here on the program and. Uh, Good luck this weekend, and and happy Easter to you and your family. 